Hello everyone and welcome to British Murders, the podcast that focuses exclusively on British murder cases with an occasional glimpse at horror movies. Staring at you. <laughs> you fucking wanker. You do it to me. I shouldn't have looked at you. I know. You, you were just like this. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Payback's a bitch. Let me start again. Hello everyone and welcome to British Murders, the podcast that focuses exclusively on British murder cases with an occasional glimpse at horror movies. I'm your host Stuart Blues and we are back again with a bonus movie review episode, but I'm not alone. Once again, I am joined by the host of Once Upon a Nightmare, the host (laughs) of Once Upon a Nightmare, the true crime in horror, Lorraine Sergeant L.T. Purden. Welcome Lorraine. (laughs) Where did you get that from? I don't know. Just came to you, did it? Just came to me, yeah. That was my second attempt at an intro as well because Lorraine put me off. I looked at you. Is that <laughs> you know what I mean? That is enough. Right. <laughs> you look, we're not doing video for this one for that reason. Oh. <laughs> but, look at yourself at the moment, mate. I know. See, so, yeah, Lorraine's got some nasty vomiting bug. <laughs> And I currently am in the recovery period of COVID. <laughs> Hence this week, instead of, I was going to work on a case, the case of Julia Rawson's murder. Mm. That was going to be my episode this week. And I started researching it. Mm. And caught COVID, felt like shit, couldn't be asked. So then I had my interview with Neil Lancaster, which came out Thursday. And then I thought, I'll give him two episodes. Yeah. So we'll do a movie review as well. So this is what we're doing. But yeah, aftermath of COVID, I've got blisters all over my mouth. Blisters, ulcers, cold sores. looks absolutely dreadful. I look pale and I can't barely speak. You do look pale. Do I? I thought so. How's this? I had to abandon my little girl's bedtime story the other night because I couldn't speak. Oh. That was a little bit bit depressing. (laughs) I felt like a failure as a father. Mm. It was only a Mr. Men book though. We got through. That's right then. I can't remember which one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Snooty, I think it was. Sounds about right. Yeah. But this week what we're doing is we are reviewing the film called Fresh from mm-hmm. 2022. Now, I know you always do little trailers on yours, don't you? I do. Uh, in the last movie review, I did my own version of a, tra- <laughs> of a trailer. <laughs> oh, that was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one you did with your yeah. buddy. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. That was... I think we should Did you do it. the whole inner world? Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah, go on then. Off you go. Should we do this one? Yeah, go on then. Where's it set? America. Obviously. <laughs> Somewhere. In a world. Somewhere in America. <laughs> in a world of online dating, someone gets more than they bargained for when they come across a killer in the supermarket. Soon limbs fall off and sandwiches are eaten. It would make Hannibal very jealous. This is fresh. <laughs> was I right on it? <laughs> this is fresh a bit from about Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, that was all improv. All improv. Oh, well done. I missed my calling. The official <laughs> synopsis of this film, fresh from 2022, official as in this comes from IMDb. So someone wrote it. It says the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. Is that, is that about something? Oh, that's it, yeah. Just a line. He does have a bit, he does have an unusual appetite. Yeah. Would you call him her boyfriend? No. Mm. No, definitely not. She it was she'd seen him a few times. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't class that as that. I'm not one of these people that jump into the whole boyfriend thing. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, so no judgment. But you know the way some people date twice and their boyfriend and go, I'm mm. like, nah. Heard of make some work. Yeah, take some time, mate. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the um, the spoilers in this, by the way. I always forget to say that in my movie episodes. Yeah. Big time spoilers. I don't do spoiler free. I don't see the point and I don't know how. So this is spoiler full. Spoilerful? I'm going to spoil it for Spoilerific. you. Spoilerific. Spoilerific. We're going to go through some stats about the film, the production, before we get into the actual bulk of it. The yeah, sure gritty. Is. I am. <laughs> I like statistics. Are you rec- oh, you are. Sorry. I was like, are you recording? <laughs> wow. You think I'm that unprofessional? <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> you are. Are you recording? Yes, I'm fucking <laughs> recording. Jesus. As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by the amateur over here. Yes, that's right. I'm going to go through some production details. So this film was rated an 18 in the UK and rated R in the USA. Released in America and most of the world on March 4th, 2022. Mm. We didn't get it till March 18th. Oh, did we not? No. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know if it's because it's an American production or they just don't like us over here. It's probably that. They don't like yeah. us. It's probably the latter, yeah. <laughs> it runs just short of two hours, one hour 54. A little bit longer than your standard horror film. A few different production companies on this one. So there's got Fox Searchlight Pictures, Hyper Object Industries, Legendary Entertainment and Searchlight Pictures. What makes me laugh about that? We were watching Mr. Bean's Holiday earlier. Yeah. No, it wasn't that, actually. It was Detective Pikachu who I was watching. And um, I think it's funny, and Family Guy do a good parody of this, where it's like you get the logos for a new production company and, and you think the film started and it'll be like, oh, surprising Horizon Pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this Detective Pikachu, it was like, you see the logo for Legendary Pictures and a logo for something else. And then it says, Legendary Pictures and so-and-so presents. It's like, I know you do. I've just seen the fucking logos. A Legendary Pictures production. It's like, Fuck me, man. When's the film going to start? <laughs> I know who's producing this film. But this one has four production companies, is my long-winded point. And the distributors are all video on demand, which I like. I like that. You wonder how so many of them get involved, though. You'd think they'd be stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, I think, because I know with Texas Chainsaw, the one I did most recently, that was legendary entertainment, and it was intended for cinema release. But a load of disastrous test screenings led to it being sold, the rights, uh, distribution rights to Netflix and stuff. And this is video on demand as well. Do you think that's going to become more common in cinema? I think, personally, cinema is going to be... A thing of the past eventually i'm not that fussed about the cinema anymore i mean i go to if there's like a marvel film like some big massive action thing then yeah i'd happily go but i wouldn't have gone to see something like this you know you i just can't think be that, that paying money to see stuff like marvel where there's like 100 films a year and they've got so much money they don't need anything else mm. this isn't an independent production but wouldn't you rather throw your money at an independent production rather than a massive Avengers no, it's 12 just, or whatever. It's, it's, it's just that I like to see that kind of stuff on a big screen because, you know, it's so big. But 
<laughs> to be honest with you, no, but like it is. It's like if you went and seen Transformers or Jurassic World or whatever, Jurassic Kingdom, the next one out or something like that. It's 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 nicer to see them on there. And I get your point entirely. But when I'm watching films like this or the more independent ones, I like to be like sat at home, nobody talking. I'm not very good with people lately. So when they're around me and they they breathe, it's just really irritating. What's it like in the Avengers films? Because I'm not a fan of them. I used to watch the first phase, I think it was called. So you had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, I think, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Up to Captain America. I didn't really like Captain America. But the first wave of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think, is I liked that, but there's too many now. It's just not for me. Oh, there's loads of them, and I haven't seen them all because there's some of them I'm just, you know, not really that fussed about. But um, no, I do like watching them, but I I do get your point. There is quite a lot. And now on um, on Disney, they're doing all these like kind of spin-offs like Loki was on it and One Division, all mm. those kind of stuff. So it's just track. it's just no, I know. I like my friend mentioned to me the other day that she was going to watch Moon Moon Knight or something. And I was like, well, what's that? Apparently that's something to do with Marvel. Or maybe it's not. Maybe I got it wrong, but I think that's what she said. <laughs> if you've been to the cinema though, what's it like from the crowd? Because I've seen clips of that new Spider-Man. And it's like a football match. People are cheering when Toby Maguire comes out and it's like, that's, it's a film, man. You should be cheering and shit. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but in the nicest possible way, where, where were they watching that? What country? I don't know. Yeah, that wouldn't, that doesn't happen here. I've never been in that situation. Now, I have been to the, to the pictures in, um, in America and there was a lot of this and, you know, I've seen a few different Flapping. films. Yeah, so Titanic, I've seen that there and Jackie Brown. And there was a lot of lot of stuff going on, like even to the point, I remember with Titanic, um, there's this one scene where Billy Zane grabs a girl so he can get on the boat, you know. And so someone behind me was like, oh, my God, he was a nice guy after all. And you're like, no, he wasn't. He was a dick who just wants to get on a boat so he'd grab some girl, like, you know. So there was a lot of this kind of stuff that went on. But, yeah, but not I, – I don't experience that here. Even when I went with my kid to see Frozen 2, they weren't doing all that rubbish. Yeah, it's not good etiquette, is it? The cinema is a time to be quiet. Yes, I agree. That's why I don't go that often because <laughs> I yeah. don't like it when they're not <laughs> – Fair enough. So the distributor for us, non-USA, was Disney Plus. In the USA, it was on Hulu, by the sounds of things. Something called Star Plus in Latin America. Okay. Not really heard of that. But it was filmed in early 2021, between January 25th and March 5th. So just short of two months, month and a half. Just over a month, really. And it was filmed, do you know where it was filmed? Any guesses? Not a clue. I can't remember. It's filmed in Vancouver. Uh, probably, yeah, because that's where a lot of them go, isn't it? It's meant to be a lot cheaper to film up there. Mm, anywhere but America, I'm finding out recently. But it's probably it's set in America, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Texas, yeah. Texas Chainsaw is set in Texas. It's filmed in Bulgaria. Yeah. <laughs> I know they do that a lot, don't they? <laughs> so the director of this film is called Mimi Cave. This is her feature film debut. She's done a lot of shorts. Nothing as big as this. And the writer is Lauren Kahn. Lauren? Laurie? I'm assuming it's Lauren. Mm. This is a second feature film as far as writing credit goes. And she wrote the film called Ibiza in 2018. Have you seen that? I've seen that. No, I don't even know if I've heard of it. It's got Richard Madden in it, AKA Rob Stark. 
from no, Game of Thrones. He was in a BBC drama as well. But basically, these I think these American girls go to America, and Rob Stark, <laughs> Rob Stark, Richard, <laughs> Richard Madden, <laughs> Rob Stark had a fall from grace after he died. It t- t- turned up in Ibiza to be a DJ. <laughs> Yeah, Richard Madden plays a DJ yeah. in Ibiza. It's quite good. It's funny-ish. Huh. It's all right. Yeah. It's one of them late-night comedies that you'd watch just if there was fuck all else on, which there was. <laughs> so who in the cast do you recognise? Sebastian Stan, obviously. I recognise the main girl. What's her name? Daisy? Daisy um, Edgar-Jones. Yeah, but I couldn't remember why I remembered her. She was in Cold Feet. Yeah, I never watched that. Didn't you? No. Oh, that's really good. No, I never watched Cold Feet. Cold Feet, for anyone that doesn't know, is a, a British, it's not really a sitcom, it's like a drama series, isn't it? Just about these... That's, that's quite an old one, isn't it, though? It started in 2000, but it's had a couple she's of... She's not that age. She's, covered, she's 23. She wasn't, I assume, in the first series, because it had oh, a couple of, <laughs> couple of recent series a few years ago. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> And she played the daughter of uh, the Marsdens. But yeah, oh I reckon, God, see, so as someone who isn't an avid Marvel fan, I'd never heard of or seen Sebastian Stan before. I only really know him from Marvel. But he's been in a lot, hasn't he, apparently? As yeah. Bu- Bucky Barnes or the Bucky, Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't really know him from, I'm just having a quick look now online. Like I haven't watched The Devil all the time. I think that's the one with, um what's his name? Uh, Tom Holland and I, Tanya. I haven't watched watched that. Yeah, I haven't really seen him in anything. But I did I did like him in this. Like I, I was asked was a question good, yeah. the other day because we were talking about, I recently did an episode um on Not Before Coffee with Knives Out and Chris Evans is in that. And it's just, he's such a horrible character in it. And my friend was like, so who would you, you know, who's worse, Chris Evans or Sebastian Stan? And I was like, Chris Evans, I'd go for Sebastian Stan. And he's like a serial killer who cuts people uh, up. eats people. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad Chris Evans was. But I, I thought he was, I loved him in this. I thought he was really good. I thought he was good. Just to have a quick run through the rest. We've got Jojo T. Gibbs who played Molly and that was Daisy Edgar Jones' character of Noah, her sort of best friend. Andrea Bang plays a character called Penny, who was another one of Steve's or Sebastian Stan's victims. Mm-hmm. And then Deo Okani, I think that's how you say it, played Paul. He was a friend of Molly's, a bartender. Mm. He's been in the Hunger Games. So he oh, was is in that what he was in? 20, from 2012. He played a character called Thresh. I'm assuming that was someone in the games. <laughs> and then Charlotte Le Bon played Anne, who was Steve's wife. Mm. What was Steve's other name that he used? Was it Brandon? Brendan. Was Brendan it Brendan? Or Brandon. I couldn't say because on IMDb it just says Steve, and I was like, but he went by two different names. I'm sure it was Brendan, Brandon or something. Oh, maybe. I thought it was Steve, uh, Brendan. It was, oh, it was, Brendan, it was, Brandon, it was similar, yeah. Yeah, it's something. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically the core cast. So that's six people. Mainly it's a cast of. I would say three, really. Mm. In Noah, Steve, and Molly. But it's really, it's really a two-person thing, isn't it, really? So when were you first made aware of this film? Because I only found out of it via you. I think the day I texted you, 
I was at my friend's house and she's not into horror at all. Um, she's my best mate, Harry. And she, we were in the car talking and I was just obviously brought up true crime and she let me talk. And I was like, well, this is weird. She's let me talk. And then she was like talking about horror. And I was like, well, this is weird. She's let me talk about horror. And then she, she mentioned this to me. And like, you know, and then we watched Freaky afterwards as well, which is horror. So it was like a really weird day because she never does that. <laughs> Maybe she's dying. Um, but she... Um... <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no, that's how rare it is. Hope you're so okay, Harry. She is. I'm only messing. She, um, so she mentioned this to me that day. And I was like, or the day before or so that day or something. She goes, oh, have you heard of it? And I was like, didn't know what she was on about. Let's see when you message because this only came out March 18th for us. Well, I went up to her... On the, I went up to her on the nineteenth. It was on the nineteenth that I right. messaged you. Okay. So it was it was the nineteenth. Yeah. He said, "Any of you in the chat with the horror project? We have a little group chat on WhatsApp." Lorraine, any of you watched Fresh on Disney? And I thought it was <laughs> about the Fresh Prince because <laughs> I think that's been remade. That's called Bel Air, yeah. Bel Air, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then a couple of days later, I asked for. Lorraine's Disney Plus login and she wouldn't give it me. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> it's my brother's and I don't know what the password is. And if I call him up and say I can have the password, then he won't remember what it is and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> but as a resourceful young man, I managed to watch it. <laughs> I can't remember when. I think I watched it last week at some point. But yeah, I went into it not knowing what the crack was with it at all. Like, I knew people were talking about it because I kept seeing it. You know, when you're made aware of something and you keep seeing it everywhere, I was like, fuck's sake, I need to watch this now. Mm. Especially when something's new and trending is the hip word. Yeah. I didn't know what it was about. I heard it was a horror, mm-hmm. but then I'd also heard it was a comedy horror, which personally I didn't really see it as that. No, there was, I mean, there was an element to it with his, how ridiculous he was. Like, you know, when he's like dancing around, I suppose that that's the whole Hannibal vibe from the TV mm. show. Um, but yeah, it's not like a, a horror comedy, like Shaun of the Dead type thing. It wouldn't be that yeah. type of horror comedy. Or like scary movie. That's no. something I would call, the, like I wouldn't call evil, people call evil dead horror comedy. It's just not funny. No. No. Rubbish, especially the second one everyone knows that i think it's shit <laughs> but back to this fresh so it starts out and it takes a modern twist on everything which is dating apps mm. so noah's on a dating app and she gets matched with a creepy guy <laughs> and it's the usual back and forth that you see you know what you're doing blah blah i can't remember what it says but it's a bit of a creep into this guy the first guy, not Steve. This is the guy that you she, want about the guy she goes on a date with, and he like yes. takes her leftovers yeah. and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a yeah. hippie guy. He's got a scarf yeah. with a t-shirt on. He's a bit of a hipster, and he won't go back with her. So he just calls her a bitch and walks off because she won't yeah. basically snog him or anything. I did laugh at that. <laughs> Do you know what the sad thing is that happens? That's happened to me. Yeah. It's just well, they call people like him a pick me boy. A pick-me boy. Pick-me boy, yeah. One of these lads who, I see sketches on it on TikTok from this lad called Jack Joseph. It's really funny. Hmm. And he'll do a sketch, a POV sketch, and it'll be like, oh, can I just tell you what annoys me? Non-equality in in the workplace, you know. Unequal pay for women really annoy. They'll say things that they Uh... think feminists want to hear. He'll have like a picture of 
someone a suffragette on his phone as a wallpaper and stuff and then when it <laughs> then when he'll be like he'll be like so you're gonna come back to mine and we'll we'll shag and they'll say no thanks and we we'll go well you're just a fucking slut then aren't you get the fuck out of my house you bitch yeah <laughs> one yeah. of them guys that's yeah. why i pissed myself because i was like that's the picture like scene for scene of this guy that just skits on tiktok so i thought that was really funny i like um well, I don't like, but I would be very curious to get some stats on this. Um, you know the way when you hear about these things where people, um, you know, a guy messages them, they say hello, and straight away they get like a dick pic? <laughs> like, I'd love to know from Stuart's listeners, because he's got a lot more than me. Um, has that ever worked? <laughs> has the girl ever went, oh my God, come over now? <laughs> majority of my audience... <laughs> will have been on the receiving end of said pick. All right. But, yeah. Luckily, that's never happened to me because I just, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, what? Why? Why would Seeing you it in that? the film, seeing it in the film like that, it's just like, why do people do that? Why? I don't, like, I, like, I can understand if you're dating them or it's your boyfriend, your husband, whatever, you know, you're having a bit of a laugh, but like. I think they took it a bit out of context because that was literally, hi, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Here's a pick. But apparently that happens. I know, but I would imagine in some situations there would be a little bit of a build up to that. Like you wouldn't just say, hi, how are you? What's the time? Here's a picture of my knob. I think sometimes that Some people happen. would. Some yeah. people would. But surely there's instances where it's a bit more of a build up. Like I get in my Instagram and stuff like, Oh, hey, beautiful, and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, you can't even see what I look like on my, my podcast one. Like, how do you know? You know what I mean? It's just like, you get, just get such strange, like, I would never do I'd that. I'd rather just... have that than have the insulting thing of someone saying, I love you guys' show. It's like, oh, I get that guys. as well. I get Fucking, that as well. I'm so low here. Yeah, Doing I get that as well. Tar. Don't give me this you guys shit. Yeah, I get that as well. <laughs> hey, you guys. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's, that's well annoying so she's just about to give up on love is noah mm-hmm. and then she goes to get some vegetables from the supermarket and who does she bump into this lovely older man apparently there's 16 years between these two in real life mm. noah's uh daisy edgar jones is 23 i believe and sebastian stan is like 30 odd mm. 30 nine yeah i feel like he's Maybe it's 13 years. I don't know. Anyway, he's in his 30s. And, you know, good looking lad. Mm-hmm. Bit awkward. But I guess that's his shtick. Because she's a bit awkward, isn't she? He's 40 this year. Well, yeah. there's 16 years, 39 then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, he was a bit awkward with his approach, wasn't he? But she was a bit weird also, I felt. Well, that's because that just doesn't happen nowadays. Like this whole, like it was a very um, different way to me. Like mm. everything now, like you said, it's all social media, it's social media or Cinder. Cinder? So what would Tinder? you have done in Noah's situation? Um, is that too weird or is that delightfully no, fresh? Pardon the pun. Very good, Stuart. <laughs> no, if you kind of get a vibe from someone, like, do you know what I mean? When Because there's this whole thing that surrounds dating as like, oh, you shouldn't go off with someone from the internet. They're going to kill you. Or you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that because of everything. Every interaction with someone, no matter how you do it, it has a potential risk, whether it's this or Tinder or Grinder or whatever it is. But in this situation, I would have I would have talked to him, firstly, because he is super hot. But even if someone's super hot, they and you get creepy vibes from them, 
you're, you know, you're going to go. So he didn't come across, he come across a bit nerdy and I'm nerdy is my thing. I I mean, you've, you've seen my husband, he's the biggest nerd going. So like that, yeah, I'm complete nerds is my thing. So I would have engaged with him, but if I got, you know, I have had people, I mean, don't, it hasn't happened in a while, but like, you know, when I have had the odd time that someone does approach, you kind of gauge it. And if they creep you out, you get, a, you do get, a, most women kind of tend to get a vibe straight away and have a gut feeling. And if they're too pushy, you know, hmm. but that I would have spoken to him there because he was just a bit nerdy about it all. It was very self deprecating, I guess, just like he acknowledged how awkward he was being and how terrible his approach was, which I think is a little bit endearing. Yeah, but the worst but based thing Based on is, what we find out later. Yeah, it's he, an act. He knows, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's not yeah. daft. He picks these people for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you have to be careful. <laughs> he's pretty committed to the role though, isn't he? Because, you know, they end up going out a few times and he's got to put a lot of faith in that act that she actually comes and meets him at the bar. Yeah, but do you remember when, I know I'm skipping on a bit here, but when she gets that magazine and it says in it, if you've got this, basically he likes you. Mm -hmm. And I think he genuinely did like her. Like, and sometimes you can meet people like straight away. I mean, I've met blokes straight when I was single, uh, I've met blokes straight away and I've like kind of had a, you know, Oh God, they seem like a really nice fella type thing. And like, you wouldn't mind chatting to them again. And I think to be fair to him, I think he actually does genuinely like her and he enjoys her company, but money gets in the way because obviously he's going to get the big bucks for those legs and arms and ass. <laughs> I like how you say genuinely. What? That's bizarre. Why, how'd you say it? Just genuinely. Genuinely. You yeah. said that you proper emphasize it the first time. Genuinely. <laughs> gen, gen, how'd you say it? Genuinely. 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 I can't genuine. say that. Genuine. Gen, genuine. 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 I say genuine. He most certainly wasn't genuine. No. But I do think what you're saying is right. He clearly had more feelings for Noah than for mm. the other people. Yeah. It makes me wonder, because the point of this, it's it's a bit of a hostile slash Hannibal amalgamation in that he kidnaps people and sells the body parts to people who bid for it. So it's kind of like hostile, but they would bid to kill the person rather than eat the meat. And the Hannibal vibes will come on to later because of the food prep. I'm talking about Hannibal, the TV mm. series now. I wonder if the people that are buying this meat, do they have the power? So let's say this website exists on the dark web. Is it Steve's relying on what the what the buyer wants? So is he waiting for the buyer to say, I want a 23-year-old slim brunette? Mm. Or is he just getting whoever he can get and then the buyers buy whatever's going? Where do you think the power is? I think it's that because, you know, you see him putting the the pictures in. And I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, he's got the, like all these women that he's got in there. They're, they're very young. They're very pretty. And all this kind of stuff. So there is that appeal. And then he throws in that underwear and all that kind of rubbish when he's sending off some meat. But I think it's more him. There might be a bit of a chat, but I think he would have more of the power. But I think maybe he has like some, you know, 
like special offers where they say they want a certain thing. Because even when he takes Molly, like that, that seemed more impulsive than it. That wasn't like, that wasn't planned. She just happened to get in the way, you know? And there's no blokes down there. You think there'd be like, you know, gay men can be cannibals too. (laughs) Well, Women. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but women might want to get in on it. There's mm. rich women mm. in the world, powerful mm. women. They yeah. might want to eat men. <laughs> but then again, he sort of gets out of that cop out, doesn't he? Because he says that women taste better. Yeah. But in my opinion, I just think they'll be easier to abduct. Yeah, I would easier agree to with that. For yeah, him. no, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, because she, you know, she is quite, I mean, you know, sometimes women can surprise you, but she was lured into this false sense of security where she's met this really nice guy. He's treating her really well. It's completely different from all the other knobs she's met. And then he simply spikes her drink. So she doesn't get a chance. I mean, later on she does, but she doesn't get a chance at the start to overpower him because before she knows it, she's she's chained up. Did you know much about the plot before you watched it? No. So were you taken aback when she did get poisoned or did you kind of see it coming? No, I don't think I, no, because I just didn't know what was going on. And then I was like, because like, I think Carrie knew about it and, but she, she wouldn't, she didn't tell me anything. She just said, let's watch horror film. That's what I remember anyway. I mean, it could be completely different, but this is how my brain is going today. But, um, I, I didn't have a clue of what it was going to, and then like the whole thing with his wife as well like it just that kind of threw a spanner in the works as well for me Mm. because she had half a leg well this is it isn't it she's in theory being someone he's abducted Mm. previously to the point where she's had a leg cut off Mm. and he's kept him alive to keep the meat fresh Mm. then then he liked her clearly and then he married her Or she stuck it out she with him. She did something, yeah. To, well, she to, was helping him, though. So she was... Yeah. It's not like she wanted to escape. She was in on it. I almost felt like she was in on it more than he was in on it at the end. Mm. I know we're skipping ahead here. But, um, yeah. But I do I do like the whole th- kind of like what you would do in a situation. Because you hear like, you know, you can kind of imagine what you do if something like this happened. But like the survival that kicks in in this one, it's, it's in her... I was really impressed with that. I mean, she gives you ideas, doesn't she? Mm. What do you think about how it was, like the colour scheme, it was all like quite dark and Dark, yeah. And... It was almost a bit of a 70s, yeah. modern 70s vibe, like modern today 70s vibe, if you get me. And this is it, because we don't actually see the opening credits till halfway, not halfway, half an that. hour in. Yeah, I noticed that, because I was like, Oh, I was like, I forgot. I was kind of didn't expect them. No, because you're kind of in it, and then it just pops up. Yeah, I thought that was for me. That was a bit distracting. I kind of like the style that they did it with the music and the logo of the film, but I I kind of think it was needed. It got me thinking about credits in films, and I wonder if when you make a film, is that a requirement? Do you have to put your credits in there somewhere? Well, I think yeah. Because, you know, like when, if you were to, you know, if I drew a picture for you for your podcast, you would credit me in it because I did it for you. Do you know yeah, that but Could way? you not just to, to, to sort of keep yourself in the suspense of what you're watching 
and the escapism, which I was in halfway through because I had a clue what was going on, but I was invested in it. So I thought, you know, the acting was good. I thought it was filmed well. But then you just, you get reminded that you're watching a film and it kind of That's was a, a bit... That's a point. I never thought of that. Bit of a sucker punch for me because nothing against it. It didn't ruin the film. I just thought I was really into it. And then the the credits come up with the logo and shit. I was like, oh yeah, it's just a film. Yeah. I was surprised at it. Really invested in it. You could have saved it for the end or done it right at the start, which is tradition. Mm. Felt a bit style over substance, really. I don't think it needed it. It was just a bit like, ooh, let's throw the logo in now. This is what's happening. It's a horror movie, baby. <laughs> it didn't bother me, but I was a bit surprised because I I thought I'd already seen them, if you know what I mean, because it, yeah. it was You so get used to them, don't you? You get yeah. used to seeing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So it gets that's thirty three minutes in was when the was title it? came mm. in. So and it's hour and a half. Mm. I think it kind of because you think oh two hour film that's quite a while, but when you got halfway through and then you see the credits and you think oh about half an hour already. Mm. It was a decent timestamp. I thought oh it's, it didn't drag at all. Yeah, which for a two hour film is quite rare for me. But basically, yeah, he spikes noah with something she passes out and then she wakes up handcuffed to a bed i guess mm. or to a drain in a basement and she's just sat there and she goes what happened she goes oh i drugged you <laughs> <laughs> all right okay cool yeah he just kind of gets straight to the point really doesn't he he's like but again i think that's because he likes her mm. i don't think he would have done Honesty. that with the other people <laughs> Well, I just think, because the other people in there, we had Penny, who was sort of Noah's neighbor, and then Melissa, who was far gone at that point, basically out of her mind, because she'd got no limbs left. Mm. I don't think he would have done the same with them. No. To sit down and explain what happens. But then, obviously, we need that scene to explain to us what the plot of the film is. And the plot, basically, is that he sells human meat. Yeah, because he spells it out, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he goes, oh, I'm not going to kill you. She asked to kill me or are you going to kill me or something? And he goes, no, we're, we're not yet. Like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it tastes better fresh. Well, exactly. But what I find weird, what is different, I thought about this film is the fact that I, he is going to eventually kill all these women, but he doesn't torture them. Like, I mean, mentally, obviously they're tortured. There is a, there is an element of torture there, but I mean, in the sense, like with hostile that you mentioned, they wouldn't have been anesthetized. I say it, they wouldn't have been, you know, put on a table and it all very surgical. Like, do you know what I mean? They'd have, they'd just been along with a bloody, you know what I mean? So he did, he's very um, precise in what he does because it's like a proper surgery room. But you know? it, it didn't wear a surgical mask. And this was filmed in 2021 during. If he wants to keep the bodies fresh and not get them infected with drool and potential COVID and keep them alive for longer. But yeah, but, Sterile. but I, I find them, um, I thought that was, you know, unusual because he gives them, doesn't he give them painkillers? And because he's like, well, you've had one, so you can't have one until later and all this. Well, kind no, of he stuff. said, because for, I can't remember why, but he chopped Noah's ass off. Didn't he? Yeah. Cause she, she, um, well, she started what kicking she off do? and stuff. Right. So as punishment, the first thing he does is chops her ass off, whatever bit of ass she had. And she wakes up on her front and says, 
I can't move. And he says, I've given you an epidural, mm. which is the old injection into the yeah. spine, which people, when they're having kids, it numbs them. Yes, I've had them. I've had yeah. one. <laughs> but it only numbs you from the pelvis down, right? Mm. She was paralyzed. You can't, you know, you, so when they do it, like literally from, yeah. from You, like you, you, could, you could move your arms though. You, yeah, you be, can move, yeah, you can move your arms. Push yourself you, up if you really wanted to. But she was sort of fully paralyzed. No, I think she, yeah, no, it doesn't completely paralyze you. I thought she could kind of move her head and stuff. I mean, maybe I'm remembering it, remembering it wrong, but I think she could, I, as far as I'm recollecting it, she was just laid there saying, I can't move. And he said, I've given you an epidural. Now, if she's yeah, in no, that doesn't fi the, fight yeah. or flight situation and she wants to move, she should be able to, any doctors out there, let me know, but. The epidural, as far as I'm concerned, is like pelvis down because it helps to aid birth, yeah. childbirth, yeah. numb the pain. So that was a little bit of a medical Yeah, because I remember pushing myself. <laughs> I mean, Blues. Yeah. No, you can put, because I, I remember pushing myself up with mine, like with my arms and trying to pull myself, mm. but you're literally like dead weight. Yeah. You Ugh. know? That's enough no. about that. <sighs> Oh, piss off. You don't have to do it. Have a bit of sympathy. Do <laughs> right. I don't have to do it. Sod that. <laughs> but yeah, she gets her ass chopped off. <laughs> and um, say, say it like, you know, as if just a Wednesday. <laughs> well, she does, but then she, it doesn't seem to affect her movement or anything. She still goes on to dance and use the toilet and lie Yeah, on but you bike. see when she uses a toilet, like she, no, she's like lowering herself and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, at first, but then she's having a dance off later on. Yeah. Let's dance. She's got no ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I digress. She makes friends with Penny, who mm. I was unsure until we saw the reveal. I was unsure if this was just all in Noah's head. Oh, really? I never thought for that. For a while. Yeah. Because so you don't see these people. And sometimes mm. I just thought, oh, I wonder if she's Imagine making it up that. or yeah. if she's going through it. But then we find out that Penny is in the next cell, which is. Mm the best thing we can call it. She's got a leg missing mm. and an arm missing, I believe. An arm, yeah. yeah. So she's further down the process, which also makes me question why, I wonder why he feels the need to get so many in at once and how he keeps track of how long so-and-so has been alive. Because if you just got one in and, you know, did the legs first, one at a time, the arms, until she was used up, for that. <laughs> and then got another girl in whereas if you've got three in rotation so you had as far as we're aware you only had three melissa penny and noah melissa's at the point where she's basically catatonic she's absolutely bordering death and insanity and then we've got penny who's got an arm and a leg missing you know melissa could have had everything missing she could have just had a torso for all we know maybe it's because you know the way he says they like you know, they want you as fresh as possible and I try and keep you alive for as long as possible. It might just be too much if he cut arms and legs off like closer together, like your body just might not be able to bloody yeah, I suppose. take it. That makes sense. You know, I don't, I mean, I, I haven't a clue, but I think that's. The thing is though, like he says later on when he cooks a meal and it's only two meatballs and a bit of pasta that that would cost about 30 grand, right? So it doesn't have to rush. It's not like he has to get his quarter out every week. 
He's making a lot of money off of this. Yeah, but he likes it. He, he does like he, it. He, like, he eats he, it himself as well, though, doesn't he? Yeah, and you, you, yeah, you see him eating it like it's pieces of um, ham or something at yeah. one point, don't you? But yet... Oh, Never get high off your own supply, Steve. <laughs> Actually, that's a good way of putting it. That's but my yeah, advice. No, he... Um, he in, I think the thing is with him, it's... Yes, he makes a lot of money, and I think he's glad he makes a lot of money, obviously. But I think he really, really enjoys it. And he enjoys the process, and he likes to take his time. Because like when he's cooking, he's dancing. You know yourself, when you're cooking a nice meal, you've got a glass of wine on, and you're like, take my time, cook this. Hopefully not human meat. But, you know, he's really just like savoring literally every moment of it. You know, I just think he really enjoys what he does. So why... Like a chef would. Why Why wouldn't he take his time? <laughs> and that's why I think it's quite comparable to Hannibal, the TV series. Mm, Not only in 100%. how it's shot, the colour scheme, and just the presentation of the food. They were almost ASMR worthy when she was biting into it and chewing it. You could hear everything. And when she says, is that me? Oh, yeah. Is that me? And then, you know, and they start pissing herself because she says, no, it's someone called... Uh, I don't know if it was Melissa, and she goes, "Oh, I expected, I uh, yeah, I expected something more optimistic, like joy." And then they start laughing about eating hope, and yeah. they said, "There's," he said, "There's no hope left." Yeah, because they were eating someone called Hope, weren't they? There's no hope left. Clever, clever line. Oh. The food looked good, though. N- not the. I can't eat meatballs. They're just. Why? Oh. No, I'm a bit weird about meat, but, and like, I can't eat, have you ever eaten, um, I judge people who eat this, <laughs> sorry, but steak tartare. No. Like, yeah, I, I like mince and just certain just things. Mince, I'm that? just, raw, yeah, raw with steak. a raw leg on it, but I, I, I can't eat meatballs and there was just something about it. I just like, no, like I can't eat like meats, like ham and cured meats and stuff like that. I just, oh. Bizarre. Yeah. I, I like meatballs. No. I just no. like meat. I like meat. No, I I do eat meat sometimes. Cured I'm, meat. I'm not a f- I'm not a big. F- I'm a, I'm very very fussy. Very. But I think if I was presented that meal, and it looked like that, oh, you'd have scoffed it down. I'd have given it a yam. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> it looked nice. Like, Who are we eating here? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Melissa. She tastes familiar. <laughs> yeah. Compliments. <laughs> Is this locally sourced? I think I dated her once. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Melissa? Yeah. That's Melissa, all right. God. Yeah. No, We're obviously no. joking about cannibalism, which is all you can do. I know. But the food looks good. And it gets to the point where Noah now knows that she has to kind of play Steve at his own game. And she does a good job. Yeah. Uses his developing feelings against him. Mm-hmm. And he keeps inviting her for dinner after the first time because she wants to try the meat. That entices him to think, oh, she wants to try it. Yeah. And then the second time she comes out, and this is towards the end of the film, that's when the plan comes into action. And uh, she says, do you want to dance? Which is a throwback to at the start when he asked her to Mm. dance, when Mm -hmm. they they first started seeing each other. Start dancing. And he's a bit stupid, wasn't he? Because they start getting down to it, and he has full faith in his captive that she's going to nosh him off. What's it again when they call it when you kind of, you know, you get attached to your person who kidnaps you? Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It will like that. And then 
she ends up biting his cock off. Oh, that was brilliant. That was which, brilliant. To be honest, should have realistically <laughs> killed him because there's hell of a bloody so funny. <laughs> this fucking elevator artery down there that should have killed him but could she you escaped guy's dick off did that she was, no could you like how much would that take i don't know but there's a similar thing in hostel one or two she ends up chopping this guy's dick off yeah, but they chop it off. They don't bite it off. Full on chops his cock and balls off, yeah. So, yeah, she bites it. I don't know if she just bit it or maybe severed it a little bit, but I don't know. It looks sore either way. And yeah, I'm, I yeah. I don't have a penis. And even I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good. No. But so she goes back, Noah goes back and rescues Penny, who we then find out is real, properly real. Mm. And her friend Molly, who was being kidnapped at this point, because she goes around to Steve's house, did some sleuthing, and finds out that his wife, Anne, is married to this guy who she's seen a picture of, I believe. So that she goes around and says... Yeah, because she's like, oh, it doesn't look like... But the way he's lying, because he's in bed on his side, so it does look like... And this is when he calls himself Brandon. And then she asks where Noah is. I don't know where Noah is. don't know what you're talking about. I think you should leave. And then Molly on the sly rings Noah's phone, which of course mm. is in Steve's pocket. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that. And then that's when Anne, his wife, whacks her from behind and she's in on it. That moment I did say, why did you do that in the house? Risky move on it. It was a stupid move, yeah. Very risky move. So as a result, she gets kidnapped. And this is the impulsive side of Steve, the sort of loss of country. He's very controlling, isn't he? He's very slow, methodic. But with this, he loses control a little bit and she's kicking and screaming and it's a bit unplanned. Mm. But regardless, Molly gets saved by Noah along Doesn't with Doesn't he take Molly's boobs? I don't know, does he? Because it looks like she's lying on her front when he's at her because I thought that when they were eating, I thought that she was eating Molly. That's who I thought she was, the, the mm, meatballs. Maybe. Yeah. I thought that's what it was anyway. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. But the, behind this sort of creepy picture, which had like chewing gum on it, I think, and people think it might be made of human skin. You know, the artwork, the big oh, yeah, 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 art yeah. piece. Behind that is all sort of sections, and this is where Steve keeps keepsakes for yeah. all the women. Yeah. Mobile phones, photo. Oh, because she sees yeah. panties, and then that's when she sees Molly's thing i believe phone cover yeah goes to rescue her mm. and the key thing between molly and noah is that molly always says i love you and noah always says love you more now when molly texts noah's phone which steve has commandeered the <laughs> can you commandeer a phone <laughs> can commandeer a ship steve's commandeered the phone and he just texts back love you or he doesn't say love you more no, he doesn't, yeah. And al- along with a few other red flags, that sort of gives Molly enough incentive. He to does a heart. He does a, you know, the Just heart. heart, right. I think okay. he does the heart, yeah. Which isn't what her friend would have done. No. I mean, he could have read back the messages and seen how she signs off. But, but I think people, like... You know, if you, some people just answer things certain way, you know, the way sometimes you, you can't be bothered to reply to something. So you just go LOL or K mm-hmm. or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And then other times, oh. you, yeah, when when it's not even funny, we all do that. But then other times you might give a bit more of a message. Do you know that yeah, way? I got you. I got you. So the now dickless Steve <laughs> is, <laughs> is after the, he's very angry. 
He's very angry. He said, after the assless. Dickless Steve after assless Noah and limbless Penny and potentially boobless <laughs> Molly, according to Lorraine. <laughs> We've got a lot in common. So he's chasing them with a gun and they run into the woods and basically they keep the, kick the shit out of him, don't they? Mm. And I think they, they kill him that way. Can't remember if they shoot him or they just beat the shit out of him. But then Anne comes along and tries to rescue Steve's body mm. to keep it fresh keep it and fresh. sell it. I assume. I think we're going to sell it, yeah. But then she attacks, doesn't she attack Penny or Noah? And then Molly No, she saves. attacks Noah because Noah goes back looking for her phone, looking for her right, phone, doesn't she? Right. And then they hear her screaming. And then, and then she gets stabbed in the neck. And then she goes back, yeah. Because she's yeah. like, oh my God, help me, help me. Like pretending that she's... yeah. And then it ends with, instead of Noah saying to Molly, love you more, Molly says to Noah, love you more, after Noah says. So it's a bit of a flip Mm. of the the twisty thingy there. And that was the end of Fresh, basically. Kind of summarized the whole film. Mm. Now, it's not got any awards or anything yet. It's said on Wikipedia. Mm. Reliable source. Yeah. Budget of 15 to 20 million. Now, you say that the source it used was IMDb. Now, you can get the information from IMDb Pro if you sign up, but I don't do that. Hmm. But I went on this other website and it didn't tell me what the budget was. So we'll say 15 to 20 million. I think that's reasonable. Hmm. And the critics really liked it, audience and critics. On Rotten Tomatoes, it got 81% from the critics, audience gave it 83%. Metacritic, far less reviews, but it got 66 out of 100 from the critics and 7.1 out of 10 from the audience. I thought this was quite a good film. I thought it was it was unique-ish. It borrowed a lot from previous films like Paradise Lost mm. with, with Melissa George. That was selling humans on the black market, I believe, in Brazil or something. You've got Hannibal influence. You've got hostile vibes in there. Yeah. With a little little bit of Romy Commy kind of dating, modern dating stuff. So it's it's unique kind of, but realistically it's got a lot of elements from different horror films. First of all, did you enjoy the film? Second of all, if you had to rate this out of ten, you can use a point system. Oh, what thank would, you. What would you give um, it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I did think it was different. Yes, it had elements of things in it. Mainly the Hannibal thing is the one that kind of stuck out to me the most. But no, I thought it was different because it wasn't, while it was, um, apart from the ending, it wasn't a very violent, gory film, you know? I mean, the stuff he did was despicable, but like, you know, it, it didn't, I didn't find myself, like, the, I think the first time I really looked away is when she bit, bit his thingy off, like, do you know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? Sorry. Um, bit his billy off. <laughs> I nearly said that and then I changed it to thingy, which is even worse. Um but yeah, I, I no, I really enjoyed it. And if I had to give it um something out of ten, I'd probably give it a good seven point five, maybe. Seven point five. Yeah, okay. I really enjoyed it because do you know what the thing is? I was I was chatting to somebody today about horror films actually. I think it was um Kevin from the jury room and was just saying like it's really hard lately to get a good horror film that you actually you know really enjoy like us is one i really enjoyed i know you weren't a big fan of that one were you no, um no. too many plot holes yeah but the, i just find 
horror films sometimes they're great to watch. You just kind of sit there, oh, that was fun, and all this kind of stuff. Whereas I felt like this one, I really got into it. Mm. And I don't think that happens enough over the past like 20 years. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think I like the vibe of this and the style. I like how it's shot. I like the color scheme. It's my kind of dark, reddish, brownie, like a colorful shit like Marvel. I mean, I'm, I'm basically colorblind anyway to a degree. So stuff like Marvel is it's too bright. Mm. So stuff that's more neutral and just duller. But don't you have a problem seeing things or something? Well, it's red green, I think. Oh yeah, it's called yeah. pro pro. To- I don't know some bullshit. And you've no imagination med- or something. Is that yeah, you? that's that's aphantasia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I struggle to visualize things like when I'm reading and stuff. Yeah, my brain's fucked. But when it's <laughs> when it's a dark color scheme, yeah, you got you got the odd hit of bright red, whether it's from blood or from wallpaper and stuff. I quite like that because it's just it's just it's neutral kind of, and that's my kind of color scheme because i'm shit shit with colors but marvel's too bright you gotta think about marvel haven't you yeah it's a marvel slander episode (laughs) (laughs) like marvel some of it a lot of it actually but i do you like dc though yeah because that's a lot darker i like dc yeah yeah. watchmen's probably my favorite superhero film oh is it oh really mine's superman the original i like the dark knight trilogy is good as well Mm. yeah but yeah Watchmen's probably my favourite, mm. and that's that's very long. But if I was to rate this out of ten, you give it seven point five. Give this a solid eight, I reckon. Eight, very eight point nice. one, maybe. Very nice, yeah. Decent. I'd watch it again. I don't know when. That oh, was about two yeah. hours, but I'd I'd watch it again. Yeah, if you someone was coming to stay the night and they were like, "Oh, I want to see that," you just stick it on, like, do you know that yeah. way? Yeah. I've told people about it positively. Yeah, me too. But so, I told you, yeah, so. yeah. So there you go. You can thank me. Yeah. I like flowers and chocolates. And the chain, the chain continues. Get some chocolate with human pieces in it. Ew, I don't like it. That's what we'll do. But yeah, that wraps up this bonus episode of Fresh. Thanks for coming on again. Do you want to give the the audience a shout out of everything where they can find you? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter as a Nightmare Pod on Facebook and. Instagram as Once Upon a Nightmare Podcast and you can find me anywhere as Once Upon a Nightmare Podcast and listen to my amazing voice <laughs> amazing voice and this will be Lorraine just give me a chance fourth appearance on British Murders I think you've been on mine clogging up the airwaves because I've got an episode that I have to edit with you on it on um, Changeling oh yeah so I've got that one to do and about 15 on your show one two three four so four and with the changeling it'll be five so you'll be four after this and that will tie you with bobby i know i think the three of us should just have a podcast because we're always talking to each other (laughs) and you can do all the work (laughs) oh thanks so on that bombshell yeah (laughs) let's end the episode and as we always like to close out on british murders Cheerio.